0: Imagine today ASMR. Anyway. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Pair Pod. We are back for our third episode in My bay, Um, our second solo pod. Last week we had the Rob Lipsit podcast. And uh honestly, really, really happy with the response from uh, from you guys and from people that have listened to it. I got a lot of people saying that it um we he they got to hear stuff about Rob that they haven't heard before, which was exactly my goal. I didn't want to come in and talk about, you know, macronutrients and, um, you know, pr- fitness plans and stuff like that. I really wanted to try and understand a little more about Rob as a person and what his motivations are and stuff like that. So, yeah, delighted. Um, it surprised me, man. He's actually, uh, he's actually really really nice guy obviously down to earth we've we've met before on a couple of different shoots but I've never we really talked like that on a on on a a long st- on a long scale like that so really nice obviously if you're watching rob thank you so much for your time uh the guy's got a fucking shitload going on so clearing two hours of his schedule to come over and, and have a chat with me obviously was very nice of him and um yeah but why wouldn't he with the uh strongest army on the internet? The uh the PowerPoint subscribers, up to 70 lads. So really appreciate everyone that's subscribing the road to uh triple figures. It's coming in hot. Um But yeah, it's Monday morning here. So I'm a little a little slow this morning. We had a, it was my birthday last week, so I had a few drinks on Saturday. Don't mind if I do, but um yeah, so I'm a little slow this morning, but I'm, I'm, I'm potting every Monday, man. Uh, it's just, I think it's going to just become a routine, something that I do. Uh, I think the only way to to kind of continue to grow in this YouTube scene is just to upload consistently. Um, so one a week, I think, is doable. It's, it's, it's a shit ton of work, if I'm totally honest with you. Now, listen, I've dropped down to uh, one camera, just this guy up front. And um, the two angle thing, man, I think that was more of a me thing than anything, because no one seemed to give a shit. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's so much more work for me to do it, uh, to do two cameras and then for editing and stuff like that. So for me, it came down to uh, output wise, well, I get more pods done uh, talking like this with just the one setup. So that's what we're going to do. Um, let me just see what I have in my notes. I don't have a lot of stuff to go over this week, but I still want to just get into the habit of just finding stuff each week to, to write down. So I have like notes here that I write down stuff that happened during the week, just so I can, um, do it for the pod and talk it back over. by the way, just on the, uh, off the back of the crypto stuff we talked about last week, uh, I had a conversation with. A friend of mine who is very deep in the crypto space very knowledgeable guy and as a result of that conversation i've changed up my investments in crypto and where my money is and uh the main reason being that for me with someone who has a a smaller amount of money to put in the start the like the bitcoins and the ethereums these things that have already seen like huge growth and um, i need i'm looking for investment opportunities where we can like you know like go up like thousands do you know what i mean so i'm looking for opportunity for my money to grow big so like obviously i would love to get in on ethereum when it was 150 dollars or uh bitcoin when it was you know down even even in like the thousands do you know what i mean you would have got in you would have seen some huge growth but um right now there's better opportunities in altcoins uh, I'm not going to do a huge amount about it now if you're interested and um, dig into it more or leave a message and I'll talk to you about it further. I don't, just clear, I don't know fuck all about all this, um, but I am making an effort to educate myself more on it every day because I think from everything I'm seeing, I know this all sounds very dramatic and all that stuff, but everything that I'm reading, this is the opportunity, this is the thing of our generation that I can I could say, oh geez, I wish I got in at the, the start of that and this is it. So for someone with not a huge amount of income uh, or definitely income that I've, I'm willing to risk or burn, and um, this is the obviously a riskier way, but a way where a smaller amount of money can go a longer distance, essentially. So I'll talk about that further. This isn't a crypto channel. I just want to talk about it. That's something that uh, something that happened this morning and why I'm potting a little bit later today. Um yeah, actually, last week I got a new tattoo. Um, in a rather shady tattoo parlor in Marbella, no offense, I'm definitely gonna be back. So I got this uh hold on. See the, the, the shamrock here. It's a like a geometric style shamrock. And it fits in with the rest of like the style of my tattoos. But um, yeah, so I went in to get that it was one I'd want to get done for a while. And uh, it's a nice intro to get done here in Marbella when I don't have a an artist that I, I particularly trust or not trust but just want to have a good relationship with and I know their work is kind of what I'm after. So I went into uh man, this proper run down like a uh, shopping mall. And it reminded me of Rath Farnham shopping centre. It was just so run down, man, there was no open stores or anything like that. All the windows were like like boarded up and there were still some businesses like it was an Indian takeaway in brackets in there with the windows boarded up and stuff like that don't know why you want to board up the windows you want want the customers to see the the yummy food or something else so anyway I found the place you have to go in, knock on the knock on the window sliding door you can't see anything you know you're really remember (laughs) from in between is you're a healy and no so anyway I had an appointment with him he opens it up slides slides me in and uh he's got like just a really blank room like all white everything everything even the 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 bench you'd lie on was white and um he whacked it on anyway and he started playing uh I, I just obviously the language barrier and stuff like that so we had a few a little back and forth about sizing and stuff like that and then we got started and uh we didn't have a huge chat before which i like is like something I enjoy when I get a tattoo is the little back and forth with, uh, Adam who does my tattoos. Shout out to Adam Collins. Um, I'm getting one done back at Christmas back in Dublin with him, which I'm very excited for. But yeah, so I was kind of like, a, like, I, it definitely was felt a little more, uh, like routine, like you're going to get a procedure done from the doctor versus like something you enjoy doing. But then, uh, uh, so he's just right starting, he goes, you mind, you mind music? I was like, yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, it, he just starts going, you know, the one, oh yeah, i, I tell you something. No, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles, he just starts that. And he just played like Beatles the whole, the whole way through. He goes halfway through. I was like, man, are you going to play like, or he's like, you like the Beatles? He was like, yes, my favorite, only tattoo to the Beatles. So I was like, man, that's fucking crazy. What a weird and beautiful uh, band to choose to tattoo to. But yes, yeah, so it was just listening to music the whole way through and um, it took about 45 minutes. So it was handy. And uh, yeah, the only thing now is just to have to keep it out of the sun and my uh, my daily dips in the pool have come to a stop just because I, I can't get chlorine in it. But uh, I really like it. I think he did a really good job. Um, I need to start to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of the, the body now. And um, I've kind of filled up this arm, so I'm going to start to look at some other doughy areas of my body to cover with ink. And <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you to Marbella Tattoo for, uh, for my tattoo and go, uh, if you guys are looking for tattoos in Marbella, maybe consider going there if it's not too elaborate a piece. And um, yeah, the other big news from last week is it was my birthday last week, 27 years young um finally have an excuse to play uh, 27 by Machine Gun Kelly and uh understand what it means which was nice but yeah 27 years old man uh kind of calling me old and shit which is a little a lot I feel young as fuck honestly I feel like I'm only kind of finding my feet in the in like my work life I feel like I'm starting to find the the things that I like where I should be putting my time more. I think the last year in particular has really kind of set my course in terms of what I want to do kind of day to day and long term. And I think I'm starting to find my feet a little bit. So I'm ready to kind of crack, like give give this work life a a good old crack now. So and twenty seven feels young to me, man. Every every day you see more examples of like lads in their like forties or older like succeeding on the internet or having like big personalities on the internet and stuff like that. And um, it kind of got me thinking I'm kind of glad in a way like obviously I'm kind of frustrated I didn't start the podcast sooner because I think it could have done a lot of good things and uh, I think I, like, I think I, uh, being able to document everything from the podcast I think it would have grown a lot faster and stuff like that but also I don't think I would have been mentally capable to host a podcast or just sit here and talk to a microphone even two or three years ago I don't think I really knew what, um, yeah, like, I, I don't like even the last like three years have really developed my interests outside of, um, work like the last three years has kind of cemented those things. So I think it took for me until I was 26 um, to kind of be at a stage where I'd be comfortable to talk in the long form to people on the internet and be at least semi-confident about the the content that I'm putting out well yeah 27 we went to uh, a place down the road uh for food we someone this, <laughs> this is gas so, like me and we're in a proper old um, in our like uh in the way we socialize but so we book a dinner we'll like get down there for about you know seven bells uh shouldn't be too busy we'll kind of squeeze our way through the tables and get good atmosphere going and um, little did we know most of people in spain don't start their evenings until about 10 so uh, we get down there we're the only people there apart from one guy who's watching the the Chelsea brentford game. come on brentford and he uh so we go in and sit down You one is like we're like so when does it when does it get busy and she goes, busy um maybe 10 i was like oh fuck me okay uh so we got some grub there it was nice man people who know me know that i'm a i'm a I'm a buffalo wing guy. People who've uh, eaten with me have known that I'm partial to a bowl of wings. But, man, I went into this space and I knew they had wings. I'd scoped out the menu before. I'm not an idiot. And uh, buffalo wings are just there. No other description. Buffalo wings. So that to me is, like, people will be pissed if I told you what was served to me. But uh, he he drops off the... uh, a bowl of disappointment and it was these creamy creamy sauce so much cream and no the, the cream shouldn't be a word associated with buffalo wings i want butter i want butter in there i want frank's red hot sauce and i want the two There's marinated with maybe some maple syrup in there to give it a little sweet aftertaste and um, but i do not want the creamy almost cheesy sauce that was served to me and um, so appetizers were right off I actually threw a couple in the bin just to make it look like I'd eaten some because uh, I didn't want to just completely disrespect the guy because it was the only appetizer we ordered so I didn't want to just not touch it um, with manies still on the way manies were good uh, got like a, a it was like a, a, a heavy wrap or a pita sorry I hope this isn't popping I'll, uh, I'll fix it in, in post it was a, a pita pita bread a pita bread and uh lathered up with like steak and a pico de gallo and uh it was class man. Had those with a few 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 of these, you know what I'm saying? And then uh we did shisha. You want to do shisha? And we did uh so we did that. Uh it it's just not as good as as you kind of think it would be. Like he brings it out to you and you it, it's fucking great, crack, he gives you the big straw and all. But uh it just you kinda go rip a couple and you're like jeez my kind of like lungs kind of hurt you get kind of lightheaded after like two and i was like all right, so that's probably the hit like obviously mirin didn't touch it and then kind of just gave it back 18 quid pourer so uh yeah that was uh that was kind of I, i'll know for next time you kind of have to do that once it's a big thing over here you see lads just like uh i see like four turkish ludes all sitting together and they'll have a shisha each beside them they'll just be ripping that thing so uh i wanted to see what all the fuss was about wasn't that much fuss? So, if it looks like I'm squinting, I'm getting absolutely sexually assaulted by these lights uh, to give you this beautiful picture that you see there, which may or may not be out of focus. I don't think it is, but it could be. Anyway, okay. So, those are the big things. I look. I say a couple of things a lot on this on this podcast. Two things: if you watch this and you have a comment. Leave it, leave it down. Because I, I, I genuinely not like a leave your comments down. Because I want to like you know the lads say that they leave your comments just because they want to see the number go up and it improves engagement. I'm not clearly I'm not in this for the numbers, lads. All right, you know what I mean. We got the boys here. That's all I need is you. I got I got my squad here who listen. And if people, more people want to listen, they want to listen. But look, I'm not in this for the vanity. So if there's. if there's areas of conversation or topics you would like to hear me talk about for whatever reason, leave them in the comments, and I'll comment back. I always do. Thank you to my commenters, Andy, Mark. See you boys in the comments always. Thank you so much. And um, you know, when, you know, when people go to like a, uh, uh, if you've seen Yes Man with Jim Carrey, when they go to the, they go to see this band, and there's like five people, and it's like, thank you, Jane, thank you, Beck, thank you, say, you know, the ones where they kind of shout them out in front. That's kind of you guys for me. You're my you're my, uh, my groupies. So I appreciate the support, lads. Um, yeah. So with all that said, we did have some, uh, pretty epic fight content to go on over the last, uh, on last week. So I kind of want to go into that. Um, I'm going to go into MMA quickly and then obviously we'll go to the boxing stuff. So one sec. Okay. So just on a, I'm only saying this to kind of, uh, I guess set this, set the scene for a later episode, uh, let me see Leon Rocky Edwards and Jorge Masvidal have been confirmed for uh, UFC in December. And um, why is that significant? Most of you guys will know, or will have heard of the saying of three piece of soda Came the three piece with soda. Uh, that's from when Jorge Masvidal beat down Till at UFC London. And Jorge, or Leon was fighting on the undercard and kind of was flapping his gums at uh, at Jorge backstage after he won. Jorge goes over with his hands behind his back and then just fucking pieced him up below there. Technically assaulted him. But this is the fight game, so that kind of got swept under the rug. But like, yeah, fucking fucking pow, 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 slaps, slap man up, you know. Um, and so that was kind of destined to happen after that. And it's kind of been brewing there. And now also like another little side piece. Uh, Leon just beat Nate, who was fighting for the BMF belt, which Jorge now has, or if you care about the BMF belt, but I just think it's a good narrative. And now Jorge is going to fight Jorge, or Leon's going to fight Jorge um, for the unofficial. Obviously, the BMF belt is done, but if Leon wins, then he's the un, unofficial BMF after beating the two lads who fought for it. And then Leon it leaves Leon kind of without question next in line for the 170 belt. So... It's it's a big fight, man. In a lot of ways, obviously did the, the two lads are gonna get there and throw hands, but uh, yeah, I just want to bring that up because it's kind of since that happened, and that was a while ago, man. That's probably like three years ago that the uh, the incident happened backstage. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing that fight. Hopefully that uh, nothing goes wrong there. There's no COVID and stuff like that. But I also saw Leon. He he tweeted a uh, millionaire. So bad man get paid. You know, hopefully he got a. Uh, he finally got what he's due. He's on like a 16 win streak in the, in the one in the 170 division, which is a So the guy, deserves, I think it's 10, 10 or 11, sorry, 16, but 10 in the UFC. The guy deserves some fucking respect. So, um, let's, let's see what happens in that one. But then we'll, uh, we'll get to the main dish here, which is obviously Tyson Fury uh, and Deontay Wilder fought on Saturday. And, um, I always like to give it a few days after the fight happens, because obviously stuff comes out. Do you know what I mean? You hear bits and bobs and people start to tell you how their camps were and stuff like that. And I'd heard um, from a Tony Bellew podcast, I think that Tyson Fury's daughter or his newly born daughter had been in the hospital there about six weeks ago. She'd been in for since she was born. She was in for three weeks in intensive care. So, um, he clearly, like, from what's been said, he didn't leave the hospital for three weeks. He was sleeping on the floor, obviously. And he'd, obviously Tyson Fury is a huge family man. So uh, that took total priority, which left him with what he said, or what was said, like, three or four weeks to uh, to get ready for the fight. Do you know what I mean? And, like, you could, you could see it in Tyson's performance after. He was clearly more... Um, his shape wasn't as good as the second fight and his cardio wasn't as good you could see him breathing hard and even the fourth and fifth round obviously got rocked and stuff but his cardio is usually amazing and he's a 12 round fighter no question but you could see he wasn't as fit as he has been in the past and i think he'll come out and say that i think we will hear more about this as he does more interviews and stuff but um i think that the stuff with his daughter just left him in a uh left him with, with very little time to get like you know, fight ready for, for a fight of that magnitude with all of that said, this is why Tyson Fury is the best ever, at least the best heavyweight of our generation, because obviously Mike Tyson will have my generation because Mike, because Mike Tyson will have, obviously that I can't speak to that. Muhammad Ali, I can't speak to that. But for me, I just, first of all, what a scrap, do you know what I mean? What, what a scrap credit to Deontay Wilder and his new coach can't remember his name Malik something and Malik something was his head coach this time and um they they clearly had a better game plan you know what I mean Deontay came in he was working the body and he was trying to he was trying to work the body to open up the head and it was it was a a clear and obvious plan but it was one and uh, it was effective to an extent and uh I even with that said, I don't think the fourth round knockdown of Tyson Fury was as much to do with Deontay being good as it was Tyson kind of just getting a bit cocky and putting his guard down. Like he just get he just walked straight into one. Do you know what I mean? And I watched an interview with, uh, big John Fury who said the same thing. He was like, it looked like, like, it's not, it's, it's not like he would like Deontay used his lead hand to kind of drop the guard or anything like that. He just comes straight down the pipe and Tyson, and, uh, comes through Tyson's guard and that fucked him, man. I mean, that you can see it, that shakes, it, it shook his body. You could see it, it, it reverberated through his body. So man, there's no doubt, like John T. Wilder fucking hits so hard, man. And um, the fact that Fury went down twice and he, he clearly was rocked, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't, um, even with the in the second fight when he got knocked down and got back, or the first fight when he got knocked down and got knocked back up, um, he, he came back and won the round but in, in this one in the fourth round he was still a little wobbly afterwards you know what I mean it was, a, it was definitely a, a serious knockdown for him but with that said man he just comes straight back with an iron will and just beats on Wilder man you know what I mean I'm, I'm a certain Wilder's camp had been told don't you fucking think about throwing in the towel I don't care if I'm I don't care if I'm spitting out blood I don't care if, I don't care what's happening I'm going out my shield and like here's the thing i get that too i get that and because of wilder's right hand it, it you can never say he's out of it totally do you know what i mean because he can still just crack you and that's the fight over so it's a, it leaves you a corner in a tough position where you're like anytime you pull him out people are going to say well like you could have he could have cracked him do you know what i mean you could have hit him so um but i yeah anyway the tile wasn't thrown in and Wilder went out in his shield he got fucking starched uh up against the ropes, and fury misses with the left hook, and then just comes over like it, it's it's hard to look at because Wilder's looking looking this way, and the hook's coming in from here, and he doesn't even see it coming, and those are the ones that put your lights out, the ones you just don't see coming and uh yeah, so he drops and you can see in his face it was almost like the ground woke him up, he falls, and it was almost like the the reverberations off the ground was what kind of brought him back to life, which is kind of scary um but the problem I have is, right, Wilder clearly is still one of the best heavyweights in the world right now. And he, if he had just got up and shaken uh, Tyson Fury's hand and been like, look, man, what a fight. Fight of the ages. One will look back after for ages. The, the Fury-Wilder third trilogy fight will be a classic and is a classic and will be a classic for, for the rest of history. So if he could just got up and be like, man, what a trilogy. You're the fucking Tyson. You're the best. You know what I mean? Um, I know it's hard to do that, but that's what champions do. And if he'd done that, he I, he would be held in such a high regard in my eyes because to come back in after losing the se- the second fight the way he did, to come back in and be like, I'm going to come back in and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get back in with that guy who knocked the shit out of me and I'm going to try and hurt him again. I'm going to try and beat him this time. Like, that takes balls, man. And then the way he performed and how brave he fought and like how fucking tough he is. If he just, if he'd, they'd held his hands up, they both held their hands up at the end and kind of of settled the beef there and then. You're looking on being like, all right, man, I want Deontay Wilder, Dillian White. I want Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua. I want Deontay Wilder, Derek Chisora. I want to see all these. Let's go run through some of these English boys and see these fights. But now, obviously those fights can still happen, but it's just, you've left a, a bad taste in the, in the UK fans mouth um, on the American side they'll love you forever They I don't think they I, I don't think that they'll waver but you have you had such a big opportunity to win over most of the UK with that fight because of how fucking amazing it was and then if you just had stood up and said like fair play Tyson What like what a fight and then I'll be back do you know what I mean you do one of those and you'd be like I'd love to take on Auntie Joshua Auntie Joshua where you at like that they're huge fights it's more money it's 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 legacy and i hope he doesn't let this loss kind of end the end the road from but it might do man it's a that's a tyson fury said he's like that's a knockout that can end a career so i don't know but it's it's uh it's unfortunate um but for tyson fury man you're the fucking you're the fucking goat uh you're the goat and um, you're you now have a super fight potentially between uh see like this is the thing now they're gonna do Usyk and Joshua too which I think Usyk will get the job done again and then like do I give a shit about Tyson Fury and Anthony Usyk uh or who's oh, sorry Alexander Usyk and Anthony Joshua um, I, I, I people will probably say that it'll still be a good fight but I think with the size difference as glaring as it is And with Tyson Fury's boxing, really, I think Tyson Fury dances around him. I really do. I don't know if, I I think Tyson Fury is every bit of heavyweight, every bit of heavyweight, one of the heaviest around. And Alexander Usyk is a cruiserweight coming up. He's an amazing boxer, but he is a cruiserweight coming up. So I think think, uh, Tyson Fury does the same thing he did to Wilder, and he uses his size and he wears him out. And uh, he shows him what fucking heavyweight boxing feels like. The things Joshua should have done. That he didn't do, you fucking, you know, pull that trigger, man, pull the trigger, and I, I hope he does in The second fight, and we see a more entertaining fight, but I just don't know if Joshua has the boxing mind to be able to do what he needs to do. Who the fuck am I to say that? I've been in two fights, lost both, and only thrown one punch, and it was a miss punch on one of my friends. Hit him in the ear. I hit him in the side of the ear, and um, so yeah, don't take any advice to me, but. I do watch a lot of fights. So from a distance, I'll let you know what's going on. And um, yeah, so we're we at about like 30 minutes. And um, the last thing I have here is kind of breaking news. Breaking news. Um, and it's fucking unfortunate news when I'm kind of pissed about it. Um, so for people who know, um, or people who might know, Conor McGregor uh, traveled to Italy this week with his family to get his newest daughter um what's uh, what's the word baptized baptized in the uh, in the Vatican as you do and most of us go down to the local and uh, to get the priest you get the news and the priest will come down and dip you in dip you in the drink but Conrad decided take it to take it to Italy take it to the the homeland and fucking and um, do it proper but unfortunately uh what's what's apparently happened is he went out for a few a few suppines after the event and he ended up cracking, a, uh, an Italian DJ at a nightclub, which is just well, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with this dude and just assaulting strangers, you know, like stop hitting people in public that has like it just ha- you, can't, you can't you're a fucking fighter and you are punching these civilians in the face your man obviously and i don't take it away from me i'm sure he gets dogs abuse and all that shit but it's kind of it's kind of part of the part of the gig of getting that much cash and being that big a superstar is that people are going to fucking talk some shit telling the fuck off but put your hands in your pockets like you're you're embarrassing you're embarrassing the irish people a little bit man if i'm honest and. Um, all the rest of it, I don't mind all the the antics and the, you know what I mean? The, the talk and stuff, like, that, take that with a pinch of salt, and, like, it's not everyone's cup of tea. But when you start leveling cunts. Oh, hold on one sec. I think my camera stopped. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, we're back recording there. Yeah, man, so, like, this is basically what, what what I'm just thinking is you, you're kind of... You're, you're ruining all the good work you did, in my opinion, when you, I, I, I don't know the circumstance, so I, I can't obviously comment hugely, but there's just, there's no smoke without fire, and this is the third time, like, you can go the MGK shit, and what happened to VMAs, and then kind of having a little scrap, and then, obviously there's all the times during fights, like fight periods with the guy, but like, we're not going to count that, that's the fight game, but then you're leveling the old the old lad in the Dublin pub, which, what, what the fuck are you doing? And then, uh, and then this lad—I don't care what what the circumstances are, man. You can't go around as a professional fighter smacking cunts and then just being like, oh, well, I'll pay it off," and well, you know, he'll know for next time. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not like that. You can't just—you're—you're you're a trained fighter. Do you know what I mean? It's embarrassing at this point. If Tyson Fury was punching cunts around in a nightclub, I'd be embarrassed. You're a trained fighter. You do this for a living. You're hitting and assaulting people that don't do this for a living and don't get punched in the face regularly. And you're doing some real damage to people, man. So, like, you're not even away with your with your mates, or whatever. I mean, you're away with your kids and your misses, and you're you're about to get a christened, and you're, or you've just gotten a christened, and you're going out and, yeah. So, it's just it's just disappointing, man. I'm like. As I said last week, we were all, me and Rob were talking about Conor McGregor and the, the legacy he left and the, the work in the UFC. And no doubt, the UFC is in a better place because Conor McGregor was part of it, as is Irish MMA and MMA in general. But, I don't, I don't know what your deal is, man. And if it's a bit of coke, or if it's the drink, or what it is, but you have a fucking nasty little temper on you, mate. And I think you might have a bit of an ego well, I think you might, you obviously have a bit of an ego. And I think now that you're a little bit of a laughing stock. I, I don't, I don't say that to take the piss, but in the UFC, in the, in the win 155, in the serious MMA community right now, your are your your, not only your performances in the cage, but outside the cage have been poor. You haven't won an MMA fight, obviously Donald Cerrone. And then before that was a, uh, was Eddie Alvarez for the one fifty five. So, I don't know, man. I I I hope I hope. I I'm, I actually I think more stuff's going to come out about this. I've seen I'm seeing videos go up all the time about this and news articles going out. So more info will come. I'll get you guys updated about it next week. But just, I hope, I hope we see a change in behavior. But I don't think we will, unfortunately. Uh, I'm just thinking. I I kind of have one more thing to talk about, but I don't know if people are going to give a shit. It's kind of YouTube related, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna belt it out quickly and just get it done, and then uh, if if people aren't interested, uh, you can pull off here. Thank you very much for watching and um, subscribe before you leave, and I'll have another episode for you next week. Um, but for those who know the Nelk Boys, um, who are obviously a big a huge channel here on YouTube. Um and Steve will do it who is also uh obviously is in Nelk and makes has his own YouTube channel. There's been some controversy going around the internet that uh allegedly one of the big online crypto casinos that they work with. Um it's just it's it's coming out apparently the money that they've been getting from that, uh, which is in the millions, um, through like the affiliate programs that they have is coming. Um through the lo- through the losings of the audience that they convert you know what i mean so obviously steve and the nail will be like they will go and play uh, a casino on their channel they'll play like uh, whatever the games are blackjack whatever on their um on their streams and they'll be given house money so they'll be given 15k 30k in their account so they can go and play the games you they lose it oh well we'll give you more if you win, great. And um, I, as the audience member, will then be like, "Jesus, they have fifteen k. They just turned it into three hundred k. I could do that. I am going to go and bet." Unfortunately, what obviously this is casino advertising, one hundred and one, and marketing. This is the game; the house always wins. Do you know what I mean? That the uh, uh, take all this with, or the the atmosphere, the the kind of reverse side of this, which people are saying, and I actually agree with to an extent is, regardless of what kind of dirty or um manipulative tactics that the nelf boys with this rube at this casino use to advertise it's still the responsibility of the gambler to either gamble responsibly or not gamble in that case and uh but yeah i did hear or what destroyed the only part that kind of is freaking me out or not freak me out but makes me a little unnerved as an elk fan is um that the money that they are making or a big uh, a portion of their uh, payment that they get, like two percentages of the audience that they convert is through the money that the audience loses or uh, an average of the amount of money that each customer loses when they come onto the, the site. So I think there's a little kind of, I guess, it just feels a little dirty there where I, like, I as Steve will do it, or I as Melk, will make it, the game look as good and make m- winning money look as easy as possible, so that my audience will then go, Oh, fuck, I'm gonna go make money too. And then, I, but as Melk, I'm knowing I need people to go and spend because them spending and losing puts money in my pocket. Even as I say it, while dirty, this is just fucking this is like the world of influencer marketing and online gambling and gambling in general. So I actually as this, I'm going to keep you updated as this goes. But I just wanted to put it out there as something that caught my attention this week. Well, now now that I think about it, I while it may be immoral, and I don't think it's illegal. Uh, I know that the guys when they had to stream for Rubet, they couldn't do it in the US because Rubet's not regulated in the US. So they have to go to Mexico to stream it, which kind of is like, Oh, to, if you have to leave the country to do it while it's not illegal it's also should you be working with a company that is illegal in the United States I don't know but yeah uh i think that's going to be about it lads it's about 40 minutes uh i don't have a huge amount more to chat about i'm thinking now um no i have lots of coming out we have a a music video coming out soon which i'll uh i'll talk about the the process of shooting when it comes out i think it's coming out like early next month with uh don't tell Mum, which is a a band that we or i've worked with before we've done some videos with before uh, and we shot a music video and i'm really excited it came out really great so that's going to be coming out in the coming weeks so i'll keep you all updated on that but other than that man we're just um kind of got a big week work-wise just got a lot of stuff to get done and then uh I have some upcoming stuff. I just finished a haircut video with Rob Lipsit again for uh for Bloom on. So that'll be coming up this week and we have some other upcoming stuff. So all is good, man. It was a good week. Uh I'll keep working to get these these pods up. I hope you enjoy it. This one's probably a little like ugh because uh Yeah, just, I just I, I kinda went mad deep into a crypto hole just before I did this and um, uh, my head my mind's kind of racing now so i need to get cracking on some other work i want to thank you all very much for watching i uh, hope i'll get this up tomorrow it's monday today hopefully i get that up tomorrow so you guys can watch um but yeah thank you all for watching this has been the pair pod episode five road to 100 k subscribers 100k, 100K. <laughs> no road to 100 100 yeah. So subscribe. I need 30. Uh, I need 30 people who aren't subscribed to subscribe so I can be at 100 subscribers and I can just because right now I don't even tell people I do this because there's six year old girls on YouTube that have more subscribers than me and I'm I have lights and microphones. So it must be me to be the reason that uh, we're growing so slowly. But hey, I'm going to keep going anyway. So fuck it. Thank you for watching, lads. And um, I'll see you all next week.